School's out for summer. So we're back for part two of our chat about school and I thought I'd start with a brief history of how our modern education system has come into being and uh, of course uh, in Central Europe the, the Moravian maybe we could call him Czech uh, Jan Komensky uh, in the 17th century is credited with being the father of the modern education system but uh, another name that should be mentioned is John Friedrich Herbart in, in Germany in the 1800s. Um, in the UK uh, it was mainly Christian societies um, which were uh, forming schools mainly to help uh, the, the poorer uh, end of society throughout the as the Industrial Revolution uh, took took place or gained steam as we might say um, um, and there were several acts throughout the 1800s uh, in the UK I'm going to talk spe specifically more about the UK um, uh, several different education acts um, uh, I'll just mention a couple of the more important ones the uh, educate the elementary education act of 1880 made it compulsory for all children of the ages of five to ten to attend school um, and they had to get some kind of certificate in order to prove that they had uh, reached a, a, um, a certain standard of education before they could become employed because many parents wanted to keep their children um, not necessarily at home but um, if there was a chance to get the kids to work because they were poor they needed the money then the kids would go to work um, various different reforms took place raising the the age of, of school leaving um, um, if we go through to 1944 there was something called the Butler Act which introduced the split uh, of elementary and uh, secondary education at the age of 11. Now, um, I can remember my dad telling me um, he was born 1946 um, and he went to um, an elementary school and then at the age of 11 they used to do this big test um, to decide the rest of their lives basically uh, which was called the 11 plus. Uh, my dad never talked about it very favourably, but he he uh, did pass his 11 plus, which meant he went to a grammar school rather than a state comprehensive school. Um, so grammar school kids, um, let's say, got more opportunities uh, to work with their minds, whereas the comprehensive kids would be expected to go more into um, manual jobs. And that system of the 11 plus continued into the 1960s um, when the Labour government um, brought about a, a change um, to, to move away from the selection of children at 11 so that there was a fairer system 
and that brought about the introduction of the middle schools. If you remember in the last episode, I said I went to three schools. I went to a primary school, a middle school and a high school. Now, um, with different changes in the education system over the years, almost all of these middle schools uh, have disappeared now. Um, and there are, well, I could say almost all of it, there are fewer than 400 middle schools um, in England um, across some various different education authorities in different areas. But the general uh, system now is back to a two-school system of an elementary um, or primary uh, and uh, secondary or high. So the present system of education um, in the UK um, is relatively similar to, I guess, most uh, Western education systems. Um, children are generally starting around the age of four or five. Um, of course, there are nursery schools you can go to before that. Um, but uh, generally speaking, um, you're going to school from the age of around five years old to the year that you're 16. Um, at the age of 16, you then choose either to stay on and do A-levels, which you would do for two years, um, or you choose to go to a college and specialise in a particular subject. That's what I did. Um, with A-levels, you generally take three A-levels in subjects uh, such as, off the top of my head, English, sociology, uh, maths, psychology, um, um, and then those A-levels that you get would allow you to then start at university to do three years for a degree. Um, something that seems to be different from the way I understand the Czech system works, though I'm not entirely certain on that, to be honest. Um, in Britain, it's common to um, you start by applying to university to go for a three-year degree. Um, if you then uh, get satisfactory results from that uh, three-year degree, you can then continue if you want on to do a master's of uh, another two years, making five years in total. And then, of course, a PhD would come after that, should you wish to do so. The one thing that we've seen change uh, in the education system during my lifetime is the opening up of many more routes through the education system. There are more options, more opportunities. The range of subjects that you can study after leaving school at the age of uh, 16 um, has greatly increased. Um, and it's it seems to be, at least in Britain, um, possible to, to get a degree in almost anything now, um, which I think is a pretty good thing. Um, I like the idea as well that you're able to specialise at a younger age um, should you know what you would like to do. But what about the future of education? What do you think is going to happen in the future? How do you think AI is going to change 
the education system. Is AI the only thing um, that could change the system? Is, it, is there a reason why we might look at changing other things? I have a personal philosophy on it, of course. I think that in order to get the most out of an education, um, there needs to be much more flexibility, more self-direction. Um, so I'm all about encouraging my English students to be self-directed learners. Um, and something I've written about in, in my English journal, which um, is nearing completion, um, and I'll tell you more about again in the future uh, as it comes closer to publication. Um, but I, I, I can, I see a, a, a vision, my vision of the future of education would be one which where uh, children and students are much more actively involved within society. Um, this would, of course, mean quite a shift in the way society works because, of course, it's uh, it's the done thing and it has been for for many decades now that children go to school, parents go to work. Um, I think um, the idea that children are learning specific subjects, such as they learn, obviously, languages, they learn maths and physics and chemistry and history and these kind of subjects, um, I can see that changing whereby the way children's study becomes more about working on projects uh, and they learn these things within those projects and they learn in different environments so they're not just in school for six seven eight hours a day while their parents are at work but maybe they're at work with their parents sometimes maybe they're in different workplaces and learning things maybe they're on uh, more um uh, self-directed uh, field trips to different places to learn things. They're doing part of their work at home where um, that can be allowed. But like I said, I think um, my, my vision is is quite far off and it, it's almost revolutionary in the way society would change because, of course, parents still need to look after children. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's... There's a lot of issues <laughs> I've probably not quite thought through, um, but uh, um, I am a bit of an idealist, <laughs> I have to say. Uh, let's move on to the question of AI. Um, how do I see AI affecting um, the work, uh, the, the schooling? I think, it, first of all, it's affecting workplace. Um, there will be uh, a slower um, um, impact on schools and the schooling and education system but it will certainly play a role in how children are educated and particularly with a view to the types of uh, jobs and careers that they're going to go into uh, we're already seeing as I think I maybe mentioned a, a week or so ago different jobs are becoming um, I'm not going to use the word obsolete yet um, but there are jobs at risk. Um, I'm personally already using AI for a couple of jobs that I need to do, things like uh, um, website creation, artwork creation, 
Um, I think people who are in these kind of industries, um, maybe copywriters, um, artists of different kinds, will be quite worried. Um, personally, I, I like the personal touch. I like I like to work with people. Um, but of course, um, there's a point where cost and logistics, um, accessibility, these things are made more efficient through AI, can make it uh, easier, cheaper, faster. So the knock-on effect will be that with the job market changing, how we educate children should change. Although many of a, <laughs> I, I might hold my hand up here and say I'm, I'm a little bit of a skeptic on how quickly that will change uh, because uh, the education system um, has changed creakingly um, uh, slowly over the years to adapt itself from one which was effectively built in the industrial revolution uh, for uh, employers who wanted employees who would um, carry out robotic type work either on manual uh, production lines or sitting uh, writing out things in uh, uh, at desks in offices um, and things have changed a lot creativity is much more important these days um, critical thinking is much more important so I would hope that the education system will uh, and I, I believe it will have to change uh, more quickly um, but uh, we will see what the future holds. So if you've got any thoughts on what I've said, uh, and they are just thoughts. Um, I don't, um, I'm not nailing my colours to the cross with any of this, to be honest. Um, I hope I've given you a good overview, uh, although a brief one, uh, of the education system as I've understood it, uh, see it and think about it. Um, but do drop me a line, Richard at richardhill.cz. Um, and I look forward to speaking to you next week. If you have any ideas for a particular thing you'd like me to talk about, of course, drop me a line as well on that one. Um, you'll find me on social media, Facebook, Richard Hill English, YouTube, Richard Hill English. Um, and um, like I said, yeah, my website is richardhill.cz. Um, so I'll leave you with that for now and uh, see you next time. Ta-ta.